A few weeks ago, Christy Gashow joined us to share the idea of the great crossover and how it can unlock innovation in hospitality. There's a link in the show notes where you can hear that if you missed it. Christy is the chief commercial officer at KSL Resorts, and since you loved what she shared last time, I wanted to bring her back to talk more about how she stays connected with cultural trends that matter today and how she thinks about the future and what providing hospitality may need to look like. If you want to be relevant and stay relevant, this is an episode you won't want to miss. Hospitality. 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 Hospitality brings people together. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. So I people watch a good amount, and I read. I'm a prolific reader. I also think we're going to see a massive return to books, and we already are, but that's a whole different story, Josiah. But I am a prolific reader. I'm fascinated by futurology and people who study the future and what they're doing, frankly, and it's not hard, but it does require a lot of time and research. So what they're doing is they're looking a long way into the future and they're trying to spot signals and indicators of change. So we tend to work as an industry in 12-month cycles. Bonuses are designed on 12 months. We write 12-month business plans. We're not often asked to think too far out. The primary driver of that for hospitality is those brands who develop properties. And then if, they, if you're involved in the construction side, then yes, you are having to think sort of five, seven years out. But really, you need to be able to forecast 15 to 20 years out. Okay. So we have a situation with global warming. What does that mean? 20 years from now, will certain parts of the earth be too hot to walk on? And how does that influence the clothes that we wear, the shoes that we wear, where we travel on holiday, how we think about hot versus cold? So, and I'm giving you very extreme examples here, but let's think, let's think about wellness for a moment. We talked earlier about loneliness. That is spurring more demands and expectations of the wellness industry, right? So if I think about what's happening there, and even to the degree of what I see on Amazon crop up in feeds, we're seeing more and more people buy mobile ice baths. They are installing those in their homes because longevity is top of mind at the moment. Married with that, you see more pharmaceutical businesses and scientists revealing studies around cell therapy and regeneration. We know that people want to live longer, better. You start to put all of that together and then you look at how the younger audience is responding to this, which is adult material today, but they are exposed to it. So they're come growing up in a world where wellness is a priority and they are judging adults based on the decisions they make, both their nutrition decisions, their exercise decisions, and the like. That is driving needs and expectations in and around how people live their lives when they come and stay at properties and at our hotels. 
So I don't know, on the case that if we just stay tuned into wellness here, I don't know that a massage, a nail bar and facials will cut it in the future, is what I'm saying. Because your consumer is looking for you to be their caretaker. How are you going to help them ensure they get enough sleep so that they can function well? And when they track that on the multiple devices that they have available to them, they know that your environment is good for them. It's healthy for them. And what are you going to do to help them with that holistic wellness, with their cell regeneration, with their focus and their productivity? You think about the recent development of ASMR, people that make all those funny sounds and it's designed, lots of children tune into this and it's designed to help with focus and brings a degree of calmness. How do brands start to tell their story using ASMR as an example? So I'm watching all of these changes in popular culture, things that happen outside of industry and inside our industry, and putting those together like a jigsaw and then saying, what might that mean for my product, for my service, my engagement as a hospitality brand? I've got another example for you, I think, which is probably a, a good one to ground this. Albert Hein in Amsterdam, which is a grocery store, they, and I'm sorry to any Dutch people that happen to be listening to this, I hopefully I haven't butchered that name, they introduced the concept of the green basket recently. And the green basket is designed, it's there for people who want to meet other people and have a conversation while they are shopping for their groceries. And it, it's primarily aimed to address this, this loneliness issue. But think about how they jumped on that, identified a need and said, how do we weave that into our experience? They're helping their customers at the same time. And if I am somebody who just desperately wants to meet other people and have a conversation, one thing I do have to do every day is I have to eat and I do have to go shopping. And that's a really good example of an intersection or a crossover point where a brand has thought about that problem, a natural behavior that happens in their store, picking up a basket, putting goods in it, put the two together to solve a problem and meet a need and hopefully drive more business in the process. And they actually have some conversation starters apparently inside these green baskets. So I would take that and say, okay, Christy, what does that mean in your world? How do you take that page and apply it in hospitality? And we've actually been doing it for a number of years. If you think back 10, 15 years ago, our industry was obsessed with the millennial. This obsession led many hospitality brands to create all manner of the family tables, the long communal tables in their lobbies. So I feel as though we're quite well set in some regards to speak to that need. But are we tuning into it and then augmenting the framework, this canvas that we built on, are we augmenting that to meet the need? That's kind of where things get rather exciting, isn't it? I feel like we could talk for hours on this. I'm fascinated by this notion of futurology. Are there any thinkers or books or resources you found useful? I feel like I want to do a deep dive after we finish talking. <laughs> I'd give you a great one. Actually, the author's name, I think it's Jane McGonigal. And she's wrote, written many books. But the one book that stuck in my mind is entitled Imaginable. And she teaches people how to think 15 to 20 years out into the future. And I believe she refers to it as episodic futures thinking. 
And what it does is if you can train yourself to do that and you can help your team to do that, it builds a lot more resilience in the organization. Because if you've imagined all these potential futures and what might happen, not only do you start to prepare for it now, physically with what you do in your business, but mentally. She actually went through a great exercise before the pandemic that mimicked the pandemic. So I I do recommend anybody who's listening to either go to a service like Abstract or or Audible and download that book. I think that's a very good grounding in how to think about futurology. When I was reading her book, she covers a lot in healthcare, and I've always felt that healthcare shares so much in common with hospitality. And let's face it, the word hospital is in hospitality. (laughs) But generally, healthcare is very similar to us because they are buildings that have rooms, but the purpose that you go there, the reason you're, you're going there is obviously for treatment of something more of a physical or a mental nature, but we're still treating people. We're just doing that in a different way, but shares many traits. So it should have great food and beverage. It should have a great guest or patient experience to it. As I started to think about that crossover, a good example of of episodic future thinking would be to say, okay, if we have a growing focus and need and expectation around wellness, and we have issues with loneliness, anxiety, and mental health that we need to address. Can we imagine a time where we woke up in the morning and Expedia had added a small checkbox to their hotel search engine that said HRX, Hospitality RX, and that this was a turning point where the medical insurance companies had recognized that if they were to provide respite and recovery by partnering with hospitality brands and covering that under people's insurance policies, that they would be able to address or get ahead proactively of this wellness challenge or mental wellness issues that we're facing. That's one small example. We could be on the verge of a great business opportunity there as hospitality providers. But that requires a lot of coordination between different groups. But imagine the power of that, that you tick that box and all of a sudden they're going to expose to you, here's all of the different hospitality brands who participate in the Hospitality RX program. Think about what that unlocks. It's, it's incredible. It, I even and it's like, solving major problems, but it's a great business opportunity. That is the future, I think, of most industries. You've got to consider all of those things. It's systems thinking in a way, but it's what's the intersection of all of those signals, trends, platforms, and how they evolve and pull that together and it equals why. Great hospitality providers know that every touchpoint matters a lot, so they spend a lot of time making sure that each interaction better serves their guests and makes life easier for their teams. If you'd like to operate this way, I suggest you check out Sojourn. They've built a reputation as the market leader in helping hotels and resorts earn direct bookings through digital advertising over the years. And more recently, they've expanded into offering a complete suite of guest experience solutions, including an AI smart concierge, reputation manager, and guest marketing suite. 
I've been working with Sojourn for years now, and everything from the way their technology is built to the talented experts they have on staff makes it no surprise that when I talk with people about technology, Sojourn comes up again and again. Hospitality providers love them. If you'd like to learn more about how Sojourn can help you better engage your guests and drive more profitable direct bookings, visit Sojourn.com. That's S-O-J-E-R-N.com. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. (laughs) 